Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host for today, Emma Sandler, beauty and wellness editor. Today, I welcome Carmen Tal, founder of Moroccan Oil Hair Care. Moroccan Oil has been a staple of the prestige hair care space ever since it introduced Argan Oil to the category in 2008. Moroccan Oil is sold through more than 85,000 salons, plus retail partners including Sephora and Amazon. Carmen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I have to admit that Moroccan Oil is one of those brands that has been around seemingly forever. I feel like I'm talking to a hair care OG person or like hair care royalty right now. So it's a great pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you. That's a great compliment. Actually, we are not that old. Um, it's a little bit like 15 years approximately. And, you know, it's what a privilege that we have built this brand uh, for a very, from a very, very humble beginning to where we are today, you know, a global brand with a presence in the professional field and at the consumer level. So really, really blessed to have this brand. Yes. But how did your relationship with Argan Oil begin? And how did you eventually parlay that exposure to Argan Oil into Moroccan Oil? It's funny because this happened because of an accident. Uh, I had a, a terrible work done in my in my hair coloring my hair. This is like about 15 years ago. And it was like a total disaster. And I just didn't know what to do. And nobody was able to fix it. But I refused to cut my hair because back then, you know, having long hair was my thing. And while traveling, I somebody in a salon introduced me to what today is the Moroccan treatment. And I fell in love with it immediately. I could just like, I could not talk enough about it. The transformation in my hair from having damaged, dry, brittle hair to luscious, beautiful, shiny, manageable hair was like incredible. And 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 so I really fell in love with it. And so after that, I, I was on a mission to bring this product to the market here in North America. And so really was uh, from an accident from you know, I'm his porch. <laughs> and we ended up with an incredible uh, brand of products. So that's how I got familiar with the argan oil, really. What was your professional background? Were you in the beauty industry already? Yeah, actually, I was never in the beauty industry besides using makeup and hair products. And as a consumer, you know, I always, uh, you know, enjoy and I use uh, beauty products. But when my youngest child entered kindergarten or grade one, I decided that I needed to go back to work. But you know, when you stay too long after maternity leave, it's really difficult to go back. I was in fashion before that. So at the time, uh, my hairdresser wanted to open a salon and he needed a little bit of financial backup. And I thought this is a great opportunity for me. The salon is near, it's in my neighborhood, near home, so I don't have to commute far. And something new, different, challenging, and I thought, why not? So I, I went into this uh, venture of opening a hair salon, and that's where I learned everything that I know today. And, you know, little I knew that 
this salon was going to prepare me for this big adventure that is to launch a full brand of products uh, in North America and then globally. I love that you got started in the professional salon environment ultimately, because now, as I mentioned, Moroccan oil is distributed through thousands of salon. And more recently, I also read back in February that Moroccan oil had started the collective, a a three-day event for Moroccan oil professionals. Could you tell me more about that event and what it was meant to achieve? Yes, of course. I mean, that event is a labor of of love because, you know, to put together such an event, it takes an army of people to put it together. It's the coordination of, you know, selling tickets to all the professionals and artists and, you know, people who are in the industry. Uh, It was something incredible. It happened in Las Vegas. We have an attendance at about a thousand people. A ticket was sold out. It was incredible. Honestly, since I'm in the business, I've never seen such a production. It was like a beautifully done. And, you know, everybody had the opportunity to either learn or demonstrate their skills. It's incredible to see how this community is very close together and they share so much information. You know, trends are changing. Tools in the industry have changed that allows them to do better work. And so it was just an incredible, an incredible event. Uh, everyone left with like such a sense of accomplishment, a sense of that you learned something, that you contributed to something. It, beautiful event. And probably the first one of many to come because everyone wants to be part of these events in the future. Carmen, what was the purpose of the collective? What were you hoping for attendees to take away from it? And what was the goal for Moroccan Oil? The goal for Moroccan Oil is, again, to show the talent of the professionals that are working with us. We have different teams from all over the world that are artistic directors, ambassadors, that are constantly in front of either other salon owners, professionals, sometimes consumers, and they're talking about the products, they're talking about the new trends, they're talking about new tools that are coming up into the market to make their work easier. And, and you know, and, and mostly I think what the professionals like is just get together. They have that, that sense of they, they, it's a community. That's the way to put it. So uh, it is very important for them to meet at least once a year to share their their concerns, to share whatever they have learned, whatever they want to learn. And it's just just, just a beautiful thing, you know. Uh, there is nothing in particular that we're going to gain more clients or that we're going to gain another channel of distribution, of sales. It's simply a community event that gets us all together to share knowledge and to give knowledge back. Community has definitely become a major focus for brands. Usually they're talking about consumer communities, consumers and like-minded people coming together. But I love that you're focused in here on the professional community. What are your thoughts on how that channel, that professional channel has changed? I feel like there are so many new, young, edgy brands entering the professional channel. Yes, actually, uh, we were just talking about that. It, 
the landscape of the salon business has changed tremendously in the past 10 years. One thing that you see more often now is you don't see these large salons that used to have like 50 headdresses in one big space. And, you know, now uh, you have smaller salons with professionals that are um, uh, more artistic, you know, uh, um, the way also the consumer is going to salon has changed. Consumers go to the salon more for color treatments, for other treatments. They don't go just like in the past. People used to go every every two or three days to have a styling to go to the office or you have an event. Now that has changed a little bit. Also in part because brands like ourselves have created very effective products that you can do your hair at home. Again, I go back to the tools. The tools are incredible. Now you can straighten your hair, you can curl your hair at home, you can do anything you want at home. And, you know, we live in a busy world and people don't have a lot of time to go to the salon. On top of that, we went through the pandemic where we had to stay home. And a lot of people learned how to, you know, do their hair on their own. So that also contributed to the change of, you know, of the industry. Nevertheless, still there. Uh, it's a very important industry. I think uh, a brands like ours are trying to uh, promote the trade. I think it is less people aware that the uh, salon, the, the hairdressing uh, trade is very profitable. That is an artistic trade that you can do whatever you want with it. It's incredible. You can travel all over the world. The opportunities to grow in the in, in this field are immense. And unfortunately, not many people are aware of it. So one of our goals is to attract this new generation of people that come out of college and they don't know what, or they're going to college and they don't know what to do with their lives. They don't fit into being a lawyer or being a teacher or being, you know, a salesperson. And this is fantastic for anyone that has ability with the hands. Um, it's a beautiful professional. Your comment about how people learn to do their own hair in 2020 also reminds me of the chaos, I suppose you could say, of people realizing that cutting your own hair or you being untrained trying to cut your spouse or significant other's hair is an absolute mess and you have to go to a professional. I think people found a newfound respect for hairstylists during that time. There was even one story I remember reading where people were traveling a, a thousand miles to go get a haircut because they hadn't in, you know, four or five months, uh, particularly for men at least. But with your comment about trying to promote the trade, how is Moroccan oil trying to do that? Most of the time is because we have a, a, a nice, beautiful team of people working in the field. And so they get to meet a lot of people also. And, and then, you know, in the communication, they talk about, you know, uh, our academy, for instance. Our academy uh, offers courses that are a little bit more advanced. So your average hairdresser that is sitting in a salon just doing a blow dry. And even though they learn the skills of cutting, but unfortunately they don't use it that often. They need to have uh, an extra additional, you know, courses to pick it up again. So we promote it that way by offering uh, a special 
courses for different for different color cutting styling uh, so every week we're busy with that class and this class are usually sold out that's one way to do it the other way we do it we uh, work with schools uh, of, of beauty schools and we offer some scholarships and that's another way to do it and listen at the end of the day you know the old marketing tool is a word of mouth talking. It's the way I'm talking to you now. Uh, hopefully, people can hear this and realize that a beauty school is not what it used to be 30 years ago, even 20 years ago. Uh, there's so much more than, you know, just a hairdressing school. It's, it's, it's a career that it takes about three years and a very lucrative career if you know how to use it. I would think that hairstyling is one of those professions that there's a concern that younger generations are not going to be entering that space and there's going to be a dearth of professionals. That You read that all the time, whether it's electricians, accountants, all of these different, whether it's blue or white collar professions that young people just aren't really interested in. But I find it fascinating that you mentioned that classes are almost always sold out. Yes, they are. I think, I mean, when it comes to art, because headdressing at the end of the day is an art, uh, you know, you are creating this beautiful style, even makeup artists, you know, you are transforming a person, you're making a person be more confident with themselves. And that's a wonderful thing. And I think it's just, again, it's a matter of communicating with these young people and teaching them. We, in, we're working with professionals that travel all over the world that do celebrities hair. Um, and these people, you know, have an incredible career that not only is lucrative, but also they get to meet important people. They get to travel all over the world. Uh, it just changes their lives. And there are many of them. And more and more, these professionals are being requested by brands like ours because we need to have ambassadors out there that can speak uh, to the and consumer, not just to the professional. So, you know, if, if these young generations could have access to this information, would be great. And this is something that we're working on constantly. How do we get younger people to get interested in the, in the trade? We've been talking a lot about the professional channel, but kind of switching gears a little bit, I find it very interesting that you're origin story for Moroccan oil was based on needing hair repair. And, you know, we're living in an age where everyone's got some sort of bond building product, uh, which of course focuses on hair repair, but of course there's many attributes to argan oil. But from that product perspective, like what are the biggest opportunities for Moroccan oil moving forward? What's, what's still left to accomplish or to fill? <laughs> As I mentioned at the very beginning, uh, we're young and that's a big class. You know, when you're an older brand, it's just difficult to, how do you, how are you going to reinvent the wheel, right? Uh, putting it bluntly. But because we're young, we have tremendous opportunities. The opportunities come today a little bit different. You know, you can expand a category that already exists. It comes also, you know, we're talking about sustainability a lot these days. So trying to find packages that are a little bit friendlier for the environment. That's another way you can innovate. And also, you know, the fact that we just began with the color 
uh, category. And that is, is very new to us. And we've just been uh, uh, in the color area for about two years, and we're doing phenomenal. But also that has technology, as you were just saying, you know, the Olaplex and the K-Fins of the world that have the bone building and all that. So in the color category, we have a tremendous opportunity to go to grow. We at the moment uh, are only in the professional uh, in the professional salon business, and eventually, you know, you can also grow at the consumer level. Um, I, I don't have in front of me the agenda of how we're growing the care, the, the color category, but I, I see a big potential there, big potential in the in the color. And again, you know, trying to find new ingredients, new technology for the existing category, so you can actually make better products, more efficient products, healthier products. So opportunities are endless, you know. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the rest of our conversation. Carmen, I have to reveal to you that I've done the Moroccan oil testing years ago. So I've been to the office uh, and, and got to enjoy some of that, you know, grassroots testing that the team does on or with products on potential consumers. Um, so it was a full circle opportunity to to kind of come back to this. I remember the color testing that um, I would receive emails about. So it's rather amusing to be talking about it now. Oh, that's nice. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a very positive uh, way to get to know the brand. Uh, years ago before I joined Glossy. Are you sure? You're welcome to come anytime. We always have professionals here. I think there's nothing better than when a professional uses a product on you and then you learn how to use the product because unfortunately, oftentimes, the directions in a box or in a bottle are not enough and sometimes you need to use it in a different way. You know, I, personally, I love cocktailing and I have different cocktails for different uh, events like when I wake up in the morning, I use a different cocktail as if I'm going to go out at night and I have to kind of refresh my style. And, and you know, sometimes my head is kind of lifeless. I have another cocktail for that. <laughs> so it is, it is, it's, I think it's so good when you have a professional explaining how to use the products because there's so many opportunities with, you know, good products. Yes, absolutely. You mentioned sustainability a short while ago, and I remember in 2019, Moroccan Oil had worked with students at the Parsons School of Design at the New School in New York City. Tell me more about how you're looking at sustainability and what that might look like in 2024, if there's anything to share. It's a, it's a process. I think it's a, it will take time. Uh, but you have to invest. You have to be there and you have to impulse the initiatives all the time because there's, you know, anything that is convenient, inconvenient for for humans in general, we try to avoid it. You know, not to use plastic, not to trash, not to buy too much, not to use the car. It is inconvenient. So it takes a little bit more effort to do it. And the same happens with any brand, any products that companies manufactured. So one of the first things we did is bring in the PCR containers rather than just virgin plastic. And that's a big difference. We are certified now with PETA, so no animal testing in our products. So it's a constant, it's, a, it's constantly finding new ways, new ingredients that 
you know, are better for, for the environment and for humans. It's a constant, constantly happening. Even in the offices, we compost, we recycle, um, the way we package the products, uh, shipping products, also the packaging is all recyclable or to be recycled. It's, it's trying our really best to, to be there. Uh, some of the factories use, um, solar panels. Anywhere that we can find uh, a sustainable practice, we use it. But again, it's a labor of love. Uh, it's, it's intense. It's a constant. We have to remind ourselves every day not to do this, to turn the lights off, to, you know, not to trash this and uh, not to have utensils. If we have regular utensils in the kitchen when you order food, little things, incredible. It makes a difference. So if we can have a whole community doing this, we will be in a better place because even these smaller changes can make a difference. I think it's also about reminding yourself to not make perfection be the enemy of progress. Like you can do only so much at a time, both from a you know business financial perspective, but also from a technology innovation perspective. There's still many things environmentally that haven't been quite worked out on the manufacturer supplier level, even if you're as a brand interested in XYZ possibility. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you're absolutely right. And I think even if it's a small contribution, a little grain of sand in the hole, you know, I think it's, it's something. And I think that, you know, will grow into more. When you get in, I think it's very difficult to step back. And at least in my personal life, I find that I find myself every time that I'm going to try something and I remind myself, is it really a trash or is it really compostable? Is it really, you know, and and then you talk to your friends, you talk to your family, my children, and slowly, you know, like it takes time, but I'm hoping that in the next 10 years, we're going to have a full community of people investing in this, in this, uh, you know, sustainable lifestyle. For Moroccan oil from a business perspective, what are you looking at there in terms of opportunities to grow the brand? Again, because we are young, you know, lucky we can grow. You know, the best way to grow is looking at the existing categories. And because we work with the consumer and we work with the salon professional, we always looking for how can we improve what we already have? Because you might have a product that is manufactured 10 years ago, still performs beautiful, but then suddenly you find out that the packaging is not sustainable or that the dispenser is not as effective as the new dispensers or that the ingredients, we have a better ingredient that does a better job are, you know, hydrating or smoothing the hair or shine for the hair. That's where we see the opportunities for growth is uh, continuously listening to the consumer, listening to the salon to the professionals in the salons, coming up with new products that are easy of use and better for everyone. And the other way that we grow is with channels of distribution, points of sales. That's also because we're young, we're not all over, so there is big opportunity to grow. Uh, in different uh, countries and also different uh, retailers. 
hair care has, as a category, been growing immensely since 2020, maybe even 2019. How are you looking to try and take advantage of that particular category interest and growth? Uh, the same, I think, is uh, looking at the existing portfolio of products and finding the opportunities of how to grow it. Uh, every year, we try to come up with one innovation. And in fact, for 2024, we have two categories. I cannot tell you, unfortunately, because it would spoil the launching of the products. But uh, one in particular is a total innovation that I think, you know, people are going to embrace it the same way they embrace all, all the time. You know, we work very close with uh, quantum manufacturers, with uh, suppliers of raw materials, suppliers of uh, uh, packaging. And when you have that relationship, you're constantly aware of what's happening. And then we can make decisions on, you know, what kind of products to create, to bring to the market. We've got an incredible team of product development in-house, uh, market team in-house, constantly meeting. Um, the beauty of being a privately owned company that we can take decisions like in the spirit of the moment. Like if today we decide to make a product, we get together and in two weeks, we get the wheels going and the product can have a life in two years. When you have a bigger uh, company, you have to go through so many people to get approval. So for us, an approval is pretty, pretty quick. So I think that puts us in advantage to make decisions quickly. And so, you know, I think the uh, innovation will come in the form of uh, raw materials that, you know, are more effective. Uh, it's going to come in expanding, again, the categories that already exist. Uh, because if you take just, for example, a curl category, the curly woman comes in different textures of curls and different different type of curls. And so one product doesn't work for one, it doesn't work for the other. So that category can have a big expansion. Same for the volume category. You know, you might have fine hair, but you have frizzy hair or you want volume just on the on the top and you don't want volume. So the opportunities uh, to expand categories are quite large because now you can see that the consumer is going into more particulars of the hair. It's not just I have dry hair or oily hair or I have long hair, short hair. I think now there is so much out there that the consumer can choose from. So they weren't specific for their specific hair concerns. And that's where we come in. Without giving too much away about 2024, can you kind of share more about overarching themes or focus areas for the brand? Basically, looking into a crystal ball, what does hair care look like next year? I think uh, the blondes are going to be happy. I can tell you that. <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, that is something that got us all excited with a particular product that's coming up that is really special, I think is uh, a star, similar to the Moroccan treatment was back then 15 years ago. And uh, there is another category that is more into the healthy kind of like health, uh, you know, domain. Uh, I cannot tell you more details, but also it's going to address different concerns that we haven't addressed in the past. And I think that's going to complete uh, 
you know, the different categories. So very excited about, you know, all that. But the blondes will be happy. <laughs> I mean, they always have more fun, right? <laughs> well, they say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> so in the case of like customers, I'm I'm curious, is there a Moroccan oil archetype of your customers? Because I'm thinking about the heritage of the brand and the ingredient heritage more specifically. I'm thinking about the wide product offerings that you have. I'm thinking about the reparative nature of the brand that's at its core. And I'm just curious if there's a an ethos that your customer has or a lifestyle that they have. I think we really, uh, it's everyone, even men and women. It's not just for women. Uh, you know, definitely women wear the hair more than men do. But today you could see even the young kids that using hair products because, you know, they come up with different hairstyles. So I think we we are for everyone. At the very beginning, because it was an oil-infused product, people thought it was just people with thicker hair, with more, you know, long, thicker hair or curly hair that is not supposed to be unmanageable, but more not as easy to style as, you know. Uh, and then we realized that the product is just for everyone, absolutely everyone. And then as we move with the different categories, you bring uh, the volume category that is for the woman with finer hair, uh, the monogonal treatment that is for the woman that doesn't want to have uh, a heavier oil in the hair. But you know, everything, actually, in my opinion, every product is for anyone, like any woman can use it. I think, you know, if you were going to give it a, a personality, it, it's like the modern woman, you know, the woman that likes to travel, the woman that likes to work, the woman who is a mother, the mother, the woman who uh, exercises, the woman who, it's, it's like a full woman and you know, we don't just cater in particular for anyone, a type of woman or a type of man. Something we haven't talked about yet is that Moroccan oil also offers body care. 2023, I remember my colleague Sarah Sprook Feiner declared that 2023 was the year of body care. And we have continued to see that growth even most recently with a few brands launching at the end of 2023 into body care. I would love to talk about that. What are you seeing? What is the opportunity for body care even further for Moroccan oil? Yeah, you know, we uh, created the body because of the consumer requesting all the time. They, they, at the very beginning, they actually used to put the Moroccan oil treatment on the skin because it leaves you with such a smooth, you know, feel. And they love the fragrance. So it was inevitable that, you know, we had to come up with a body collection. So we uh, did really well. People loving everything that we do. And I think it will continue to grow. Uh, it doesn't have the same growth as the hair category, obviously, but I see a big potential, big potential. Again, it's very new for us. I think uh, we've been in the uh, in the body category for about six, seven years only. And uh, after COVID, we grew it a little bit larger and we have included different fragrances that are all exotic, you know, reminiscent of the Mediterranean, 
beautiful fragrances and again, uh, sustainable packaging and beautiful formulations, very well thought out, no animal testing, amazing. And I th- I just see keep on growing. I think it's just that the consumer is asking all the time for more products. So I think every year we're trying to come up with something new and different um, because, you know, every time that you formulate uh, a product, it takes two, three years to come to the market. It's a lot of testing, a lot of regulations, a lot of, you know, not just for the formulas, but as the packaging and and, and performance. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. But I see a big potential in, in body. It's not going to be the new hair, but it's, it's a category that has big potential. It might not be the new hair, but I find it interesting that the body category for Moroccan oil debuted seven or so years ago. There's an interesting fluidity that I have seen in hair care, particularly the relationship between hair care and fragrance. Way is a good example that it's a brand that focuses on hair care, but became very well known for its fragrances. Ceremonia just recently came out with a hair fragrance as well. But we have also seen that expansion of hair care to body care, of course, scalp care being the sort of intermediary. But it's intriguing to think about how, whether it's Moroccan oil or other hair care brands, there's a permission, a fluidity that exists to expand into a quote unquote lifestyle brand, which you haven't really seen that historically in many other categories. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have a great opportunity. Uh, we have a fragrance that people love and adore. And then we have the beauty and the incredible uh, benefits of the argan oil. So with those two elements alone, you can just do whatever you want, you know, from fragrances, skincare, body care, hair care. It's just like endless because argan oil is for skin, is for hair, is for everything. And the fragrance is like something that people cannot have enough. It's just a beautiful fragrance. Carmen, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been such a wonderful conversation and such a pleasure to get to know you and the brand better. Oh, thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Glossy Beauty Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us out. And of course, visit glossy.co slash beauty for even more coverage of the beauty industry. Sarah's Brooke Feiner will be hosting next week. Bye.